Hello listeners, welcome to a new episode of AFM Storytime, Arena Fantasy Magazine's podcast for new and old authors of short stories. Short stories are a writer's best friend. It is a way to dip your toe into a new genre or to help you with writer's block. Short stories are not an easy form, but enjoyable nevertheless. Starting from Sunday the 22nd of January and every two weeks thereafter, I will be reading out a story that has been submitted to AFM. It will either be a winning entry to one of our competitions or a general submission. I'll also let you know why I chose to read it out. So sit back or lie down, put in your headphones and the story will begin shortly. I hope you enjoy. This episode's story is The Arena by Catherine Mason and may contain subjects of a sensitive nature, so listener discretion is recommended. Everyone cheers as she strides into the middle of the arena, sand kicking up in her wake. She raises her arms, palms skyward in a challenge, and the crowd roars its approval. She wears no armour to protect herself from the coming onslaught of the match. No, what she wears is strategic, a skimpy, skin-tight outfit, as purple as the amethysts that glint from the chalk are woven round her neck. It accentuates her curves, the low-cut cleavage highlighting her assets. They are eye-catching to the grubby fat man who presides over this match. I can almost see him now blood and juices from the stake that he tears at with his cow-flat teeth dribbled down the first of his many chins. She knows what she is doing. She needs his patronage. He is gifting his favourite fighter with a rather hefty purse of gold after all. She flashes a bit of skin and he won't be able to take his eyes off her no matter how good or bad she is at fighting. The crowd grows quiet as the arena begins to change. Luscious, bountiful fruit trees spout up from the ground, tall but not so tall that they restrict the view for the paying crowd. Granite stone ruins of a temple dedicated to no god in particular scatter around the arena. The sand transforms into broken paved stones and soft brown mud. The woman stands still, her arms by her side now. Sharp eyes survey every little detail of the new terrain that she finds herself in. I presume she is trying to think what monster they'll be thrown at her today. She is a champion from the western arenas. She is cocky, arrogant. She rolls her shoulders and cranes her neck just to see how many have shown up to watch her fight. I watch it all from behind the black bars of my prison cell. I will be fighting her. I will don the disguise the fat man has chosen and will fight in the style that he decides. It is always the same. It always has been. Today is that of the Rickiel ghouls from the Northlands. It is well chosen. I will give him that. Many of those dark ghouls have been trickling south and laying siege to the small mining villages in the depths of the dark night. I have heard of the terrors that those ghouls bring with them. Magic that controls the mind, transforms the body and uses the dead like puppets. Very rarely are there any survivors. 
Which leads me to question these bloody horror-filled stories about the ghouls. If no one survives, how can the stories about the ghouls exist? People usually freeze at that point, trying to figure that out themselves. Idiots. All I know is that people hate these ghouls. They fear them. They want to see them bleed. Pulling the skies on, I listen to the roar of the crowd, guessing that the Western champion must be showing off some little magic tricks to keep the blood-hungry crowd entertained. None of them in that crowd have a clue that is a human dressed as a monster that you will be fighting. I doubt many of them care. Black shredded cloak, white breastplate made of dragon's bone, cold metal claw clamping down onto my fragile, easily broken skin. The armour that I will have to attempt to fight in today. I hold the faceplate in my hands, staring into the black, empty sockets. It is frightening even to me, and I know who is behind the mask. Yet still, as I gaze deep into those soul-sucking voids of eyes, I begin to wonder if this time I should just let it all go. I raise two gold coins. Ace of hearts, king of hearts, queen of hearts, jack of hearts. If this next card I am dealt is the ten of hearts, then I will have a royal flush. Twenty silver coins, and now two gold coins stand in gleaming columns in the middle of the table. All that could be mine. Are you in? He growls, whiskey-tainted breath mingled with the leaf smoke that coiled and snaked around me and assaulted my senses. The great bear of a man sat across from me. He could have been handsome if he'd looked after himself. He had a strong jaw with an unevenly shaved black stubble covering half his face. I resisted the urge to gag as I saw what I can only assume to be fried egg from his last meal perched in the stubble, just under his lip. His nose was too long, his nostrils too wide. They whistled as he breathed, so very frustrating when you were trying to concentrate. Well, little lady, he goaded, his little cronies wheezed and chuckled from behind him in the dimly lit room. They looked like hunched cows sat on his shoulders. I cut my eyes from my hand to his grey sunken eyes. All in! The man lets out a belly laugh, insincere. He knew he had won the game. He nods to the dealer, who deals us both a final card. My breath catches in my throat, my heart beating rapidly in my chest. Everything rides on this card being the ten of hearts. I roll a card over and slip it into my hand. Eight of clubs. Oh. My stomach flies through the floor and I think it's a good idea that I'm sat down, otherwise my knees would be knocking together. My face remains impassive. This is not the first time I have played poker. I glance up at the man. His second chin creates a shadow on his dirty top. His eyes meet my own and he lays his hand flat out on the table. Royal flush. Oh dear. A small smile tugs at my lips. From the corner of my eye, I can see the door to the street opening. A drunken old fool stumbling into the tavern to top up his booze-induced head. Well, little lady? I smile at him. Congratulations on such a hand. I turn and face the dealer. 
What happens if we both have royal flushes? What? the man demands, forcing his chair back, his cronies moving quickly out of its path, like frightened birds. He reaches and tries to snatch my hand. I throw the cards at his face, tip the table and launch myself to the door. The drunken man who just enters vomits. I slip in it. Hands grasp my shoulders and haul me up. I stand, well, hover, as they have hefted me off my feet in front of the man I was playing poker against. Can't bear your debts, he chuckled. Only one thing for that. While you take all that in, let's have a quick break and then we'll find out what happens next. Hello writers, are you a writer and are you tired of looking at an empty page? Do you suffer from writer's block where you are itching to write but cannot? Do not worry dear writer, just head to arenafancymagazine.net where you will find a selection of writing competitions to smash that writer's block wall down. The link is arenafancymagazine.net forward slash competitions. Head there now. Your inner muse will thank you for it. And now, let's get back to the story. The bars of my prison cell glide open. I suppress my memory, regretting the day I'd ever set foot in this dusty hell pit. The thug I played the poker against was the fat man. He was a cheat and a liar. I later found out that cheating at cards is how he managed to get so many prisoners fighting his arena. Pulling on the ghoul mask, I step out. The crowd is instantly silent. Purple smoke precedes me, a wicked little trick created by burning duna berries. I make a show convulsing my body as I walk. Got to look the part. The fat man stands on his balcony, a handmade bronze crown sitting lopsided on his bloated head. He calls himself the king of the arena. Begin! The woman shoots forward, her fingers cracking in strange movements, her lips muttering words that I cannot hear. A great crack echoes around the arena. Purple lightning erupts from the palms of her hands. Dodge. I thrust my body sideways, my cloak rippling behind me. She flies past, skidding to a halt before the wall and spins to face me again. Behind my mask, I narrow my eyes. She is a showman with all the glowing powers and fast movements, but no strategy behind them. I bet if she hits me, it will take me down. I need stay fast to avoid her. I summon a small piece of magic of my own and shoot it toward her. I make a howl as it misses again. I've got to act the part. She smiles at my spell, shoots into the sand at her feet. She purses her lips and shakes her head slowly. She thinks this is going to be an easy win. Once again, she launches forward. She falls flat on her face, a purple chain clamped around one of her delicate ankles. The crowd did not like that. The chuckle behind my mask and step toward the fruit tree closest to me. Its tallest branches snake up over the arena walls and into the crowd stand. With a little bit of a boost from magic, I should be able to get up there well enough. Hisavania! I twist and throw up the spell shield. Just in time, the woman has launched herself into the air. Her hands fill with a charge, fizzing lightning energy, and they are pointed directly at my head. 
I summer a spell of my own in my clawed hand and throw it at her legs. I miss, of course, but it did distract her slightly. She throws the weight of her spell down onto my shield. The sheer force slams me to my knees. Sweat drips into my eyes as I fight to keep the shield up. This blasted mask, I curse, I cannot see a thing. Ripping the mask off my face, the crowd screams in surprise. They did not expect to see a young, red-headed woman fighting the champion. They expected to see the ghoul die. I pull the metal claw from my hand and quickly scribble three small runes into the mud. The floor rumbles. A great earth-shattering shriek fills the arena. The woman landed deftly on her feet and stared at me in confusion. This was not what she was expecting either. Thick, gnarled tree roots erupt from the ground beneath my feet, wheezing together in a flat platform in front of me. I drop the magic shield and gasp for breath, falling onto my hands. That was as much magic as I could summon in this arena. I am malnourished, fatigued and injured from my last fight. I cannot summon anything else to help me. The woman glances up at the fat man, who stares down at me with a burning hatred. He thrusts his arm out and turns his thumb down. A ripple of excitement and shock thrums through the crowd. Looks like I was right when I said that some people don't care that I am human. Looks like my opponent doesn't either. She shrugs her shoulders and summons her magic once more. For the love of God, I mutter, staggering to my feet. I pull a small blade from my thigh and settle it into a crouch. I do have a plan. The woman begins to hover, her feet brushing the floor as she draws static energy from every living thing around her. Wait. Her lips part and her pink tongue dances across her lips. The light in her palms starts to blind me. Wait. Fort Anna Lampata, she shrieks, her head arcing back and exposing her neck. All this because of a bloody game of cards. I am never gambling again. I inch sideways and draw a small circle in the sand with my foot and begin whispering myself. She drops her head and stares at me, her eyes the same colour as the deadly magic she wields in her hands. She brings them in front of her, a howl breaking free from her perfect lips. The magic surges towards me in an unstoppable stream of light. My root shield is the only thing that stands to protect me. My armour will not help me. My foot stomps into the ground. It gives way, bending like a willow branch. Her magic hits my shield. It dissolves. I fly above it all. The ground launched me heavenwards, my arms outstretched as I pray to catch one of the tall branches from the fruit tree. I could almost taste freedom. My hands slam into the branch and grip on for dear life. The crowd screams in terror as I launch my body into the crowd. No! The fat man bellows from a safe balcony at the other side of the arena. The sharp silver edge of my blade cuts into my lips as I hold it between my teeth. I utter a few words and I can feel my black cloak rip from my shoulders. It darts backwards, racing along the stone bench where the crowd once sat, creating the illusion that I was trying to run away. Yanking the rest of the black armour from my small frame, I tossed it to the floor and joined the crowd. I put on my best scared impression and clung to the man beside me. He didn't shrug me off, but continued to push his way forward. 
With one last glance around me, I left the arena and my debts behind and let the surge of panic crowd lead me away with them. Time to get out of here. Author Bio Catherine Mason is an English teacher and sheep farmer hailing from County Durham who spends any available moment writing or with her head in a book. Catherine always enjoys writing fantasy stories, exploring worlds we can only dream of living in. Editor's Thoughts With Catherine's story, I love all things to do with gladiatorial battles. I might have mentioned this before. It's a soft spot for me, I've got to be honest. But Catherine's story is packed full of action, and I think she took the image for this particular competition and crafted something unique, entertaining and interesting, and took the event of losing a poker game to end up being in a gladiatorial arena. That is always what the sort of stuff that used to happen, and I absolutely love it. This story is a very well-compiled story, and certainly, I think, one author to watch for the future. I've thoroughly enjoyed reading this story out, and I am hoping this is one of many that I'll read out for you guys to enjoy. It's not all about me, though. What do you think? If you'd like to make any comments, please feel free to email editor at arenafantasymagazine.net and maybe I'll read your comments out next time. Thank you for listening to AFM Storytime. I really appreciate you giving me your time and listening to me telling stories which I like. If you do want to submit a story, email submissions at arenafantasymagazine.net and I will speak to you soon. Thank you.